Hi there, you've stumbled across The Christian Truth, a podcast where I, Prophetess LGBTQ, comes, well, sometimes I come to yell at you. If you come here to hear about nothing but Bible scripture or religion, you've inadvertently ended up in the wrong podcast, because I switch it up a bit, and I curse pretty often, actually, in the beginning. Just ride this out with me, it's so worth it. But I'm human, so I'm not gonna be perfect. Each episode, though, is from the heart, and I can't wait to hear what you guys think. Leave your comments below any episode and let me know what you thought. Remember, you were warned. This is me as he made me. And he's not done with me yet. Talk for now. Hi guys. This is Prophetess LGBTQ. And uh, some of you may know, I have three children. Um, I have three boys. I have not a single girl. I'm supposed to, but that's another story. Yeah, I have three boys, and they're all six to seven years apart. Because Mel is smart, you understand? And I'm not about to have two babies in diapers at the same time. No. Actually, to be honest with you, I didn't plan any of them. Not a single one. I'm not telling you they're mistakes, get me. But I didn't expect any of them. Not a single one. The first one, (laughs) my 15-year-old, he, uh... His dad, God rest his soul, he's in heaven, yeah? But uh, we had an interesting relationship, you know what I mean? It was, it was quick, it was huh, forbidden, <laughs> and it should never have been. I should not have been with that person, you feel me, get me? But I have a beautiful child, beautiful son, he's smart, he's got the most amazing smile, And he laughs like his daddy. Yes, he does. He laughs like his dad. And it just, like, I'll hear his dad when he talks sometimes, you know. And then when he laughs, (laughs) like, oh, my God, that's Wesley. You know what I mean? (laughs) Ooh, it sounds just like Wesley. And I don't think it's a bad thing. It's not. Because that's that's the one piece I get to keep of Mr. Beattie. We didn't have a great ending of our relationship. However, he and I will both agree, even though he's not here to say so that we made a pretty darn good kid, like an awesome kid. You know what I mean? He loves hard, just like his mama. He shows his emotion. doesn't care how anybody feels about it, like his dad. And he's going to tell you how he feels. And he'll wait until you're ready to hear it. That's his dad, too. I love him. I love my sons. I love all of them, of course. But this one, this was my titan. You understand what I'm saying? Because we were... It was us against the world for about two or three years. And then Mama went and joined the military. And he was a Nana's baby, a Nana's boy. You know what I mean? He always will be. <laughs> he will always be a Nana's boy. Uh, my mother was the first person to hold my child. My firstborn was a two and a half, Mom, or was it a week and a half? It was two and a half weeks overdue, okay? And I'd been in labor for a good six hours, maybe. And... Uh, one good more push, Mel. One more good push. One more good push. And then out, 318, he comes. And my mom, my mom was the first person to hold my child. My firstborn, I gave her, I gave her her firstborn. It's a grandson, from me anyway. I mean, he, she's got other children, obviously, so they have children as well. But from me, her first grandson that she got to hold in her hands at the moment he was born. Okay? That's her baby. You understand what I'm saying? 
it took a while for me to get, you know, to come to terms with that fact. And it's not because, you know, she tries to be the mother. She has in the past. You know, that's how I saw it anyway. But it's really this, she's just so, she's so blessed by this child. She's so blessed. She loves him. She doesn't care anything about who he is or what he'll become. She loves that boy for everything that he is today. That's called hard love, y'all. Because it's not easy to love your child. You, you're not going to admit it, but I will. I'm going to admit it for you. Okay? It's not always easy to love our children. Because sometimes they say stuff that you just want to slap the taste out their mouth. Okay? Sometimes it's, they do things that you just want to, why would you do that? I taught you better. You know what I'm saying? But then there's times when they bring you tears from the beautiful joy and love they have for life. I was watching this mom and I just thought it was the most amazing thing in the world. And I just, I wanted to tell you how beautiful, like God, he's just up to stuff. You know what I mean? He's just doing some great things, mom. Absolutely, son. Absolutely he is. And the fact that you took the time, you know what I mean? To contemplate the beauty that is God's creation. It might not seem like a lot to you guys, but for a 15 year old child, that's huge. You understand what I'm saying? It's freaking huge. He's got so many other things, right, that he wants to think about or that is on his mind. And we got my middle child. I told you all yesterday, he, oh, God, he knows my buttons. He knows which way to push them. Now, I'm not too hard, not too soft. It's right there in the middle. He's got that face, guys. He's got that face, and he's got it down. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? He's got it down. He can make you feel guilty about anything he wants you to. I promise you, he's that good, okay? He's that good. And I don't have no one to blame but myself. You understand what I'm saying? Because uh, I'm the only one who raised him. The middle child, that's all me. I mean, from day freaking one, it's been me, okay? My mother, I have had people who obviously assisted me, people who were there to support me. <laughs> but when it came to personality and influencing him in the proper way of living life, the Christian life, uh, he, I was all he had, you know what I mean? So, so whatever he is today, I got to take that. That's on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's on God. You feel what I'm saying? But here on earth, he can only blame me. <laughs> so, but my son's nine years old and he's going into the honor roll, the third grade. And I'm really proud of that. Very proud, very proud of my nine year old. And, uh, he surprises me all the time. You know what I mean? He, uh, he'll, well, at first, it was just him, right? You know, and then, and then two brothers came along. Okay, first my younger brother came along, and then my older brother came back. So now I'm not the only one anymore. So now I have to adjust. Is what his mentality was. You understand? But what do I do? Like I don't never had a brother around. First of all, so okay, I've got Jordan. I've had him for about a year now. Oh, here comes. You know what I mean? He had a. I'll go ahead and edit later. But anyway, um. I had a, I had my son, my youngest, my last one. <laughs> um, I had him pretty recently, and I was not gonna have no more children, people. I wasn't gonna do it. I am the most miserable pregnant woman you will ever see in your life. I'm not joking. Ain't nothing about this funny to me. Okay, I hated it. I hated every moment, guys. Oh, he's moving inside my belly. That doesn't make me feel great. 
No, it doesn't. I don't know why y'all are telling these people that it's a rosy freaking occasion, okay? Pregnancy ain't nothing rosy about that, all right? First of all, you get fat. Let's face facts, ladies. We get fat and we don't have no control over how fat we get. Let's just take that into posterity, okay? We don't have no control. If we get pregnant, boom, we fat. We fat for life, okay? Some of us can pop back after the first one, the second one maybe. But the third one, the fourth, the fifth, you could Why? Why would you do that to your body on purpose multiple times? Why? Because it's a beautiful thing to give life. Let me make you clear on something. I love the life that I've created. You understand what I'm saying? Because God blessed me with three beautiful, smart, amazing boys. Okay? However, dot, dot. I didn't get consulted on how they were going to be here or when they were going to show up or how fat I was going to get. Okay, no one asked me. I didn't get an opinion. I didn't get a choice. It was just what it was. Okay. The first one, I, you, no one believed me, first of all. Y'all, none of y'all believed that I was even pregnant. Okay. I went to my brother's wedding. I'm just going to say wedding. Um, I was pregnant, y'all. Yes, I was. I was too. I was pregnant, but I'm six feet tall. I have been since the 11th grade. You understand what I'm saying? 11th grade. I've just been this tall all my life, all my adult life, as you were. And I come to this wedding and his bride is there, her bridesmaid. And, you know, the, the bride side of, of, the, of the, the dressing area was completely oblivious to the fact that I was pregnant. And when I said that, I was pregnant. No, you're not. Are you sure? Well, come, 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 come take a look. I mean, I know I, I hey, okay, first of all, your girl can dress herself. All right. I don't care how fat I be. I'm not going to ever look as fat as I am. That's what I'm saying to you. Okay. I'm just really good at that. I'm good at layering things to make things not look so large. But that's, that's the kind of upbringing my mother gave me. Okay. She sent me to modeling school every summer. That she did. Yes, she did. I can't help that. That's just what she did. Okay. So I know how to take care of my body. And I also know how to make it look presentable. Even when she a fat cow. Okay. Even when I was a fat cow, y'all. So I had to bring them towards my tummy and show them, look. There's a baby in there. I was seven months pregnant with my son, my firstborn, when my brother got married. And no one believed me. I mean, nobody. I mean, he knew, right? Because I told him, hey, I'm coming pregnant. You know that, right? You're good with that? Okay, cool. Just saying, let you know. Um, And then he got married. I had my baby. And about, I say, maybe he was two, two or three, 2006. I got pregnant again. And uh, I lost that baby at 22 weeks. I was 22 weeks along, but the fetus was only 20 weeks. Um, I'm not placing blame anywhere. I just know that that child wasn't meant to see this world. Okay? It's just that's what God decided. God decided it wasn't. It was going to be hard, but he knew I could take it. Okay? I don't want you to feel sorry for me yet, y'all. No, no, no. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Because I'm talking to you about hard love. Okay? It's hard for me to love something that created this situation for myself. Okay? And I say situation as in I had no control over my body seven different times in my life. Seven different times 
in my life. Okay, that's like, hello, 70 months of my whole 36 times 12. Okay. That's a lot of months, baby. That's a lot of time to be with child. It's not fun. It's not fun for me, people. It's not fun. It was not nothing about it. It was fun for me. Okay. Not at all. That's just, it's not cute. It's not cute. It's not cute. I think you guys should probably tell people the truth. You know what I mean? It's not right that you let them believe it's all rosy and petals and cake. We don't get cake. We don't get cake. I mean, we can get cake, but you, 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 you get all bent out of shape when we ask you to go get it at 3 o'clock in the morning. I mean, wh- what do you want me to do? You're the one who got me pregnant. You better go give me that ice cream. So I lost Jasmine. I, we named her Jasmine, Jasmine Marie. And uh, me and her father buried her uh, there in Iowa. And uh, I went and joined the service, y'all. Sure did. I said, all right, I got a baby. Got to raise him. Who's going to help me raise him? Okay, I, I got to do this myself, obviously. That's what we do, single moms. That's what we do. We, we make a decision to take that to term, take that baby to term. Okay, I had someone tell me that, one of my bosses once. Every time you got pregnant, Melita, and every time you gave birth to a child, you had decided to take that child to term, which means you were taking you, nobody else. It don't matter who made it. It don't matter, Mal. You took that baby to term. You'd made the decision to raise it on your own. If you're going to be on your own, you're going to be on your own. But that don't change the fact that you made that decision. You hear me? That's some hard love right there. Okay? So every single time you see these women with three, four, five children, understand something. they rather take that baby to term and see their face than not. They might be struggling. You might see them with four babies Three of them under the age of four. You know what I mean? She got lots of diapers. She got lots of wipes. She got lots of everything going on at the same time. And that girl is doing it by herself. First of all, mama, mama. Let's, let's, let's give her a little clap because uh, bravo freaking out. Okay. Bravo. Bravo. That's what you get. Okay. Bravo. It is what it is. Okay. Y'all are just, y'all are the wonder women. Okay. That's what it is. I was there at one point where I had to do everything myself. I had to make sure he was fed. I had to make sure I had enough money in my house, in my household, in my pocket book to make sure my child was fed at all times. You notice I didn't say nothing about myself. You didn't say nothing about you, Mel. What about you? Didn't you eat? No. Mel sometimes did not eat. Okay? You want to look at these women and you want to judge them because they got four children. And there ain't a single man around. Whose fault is that? Is that her fault? Oh, it's her fault. There ain't no man decide to stick around and help her raise the babies that they gave her. Okay. That's what I'm talking about, hard love, guys. It's not easy to love these many children, but we did it anyway. We took them to term. We gave them up or we brought them up. Either way, we made the maternal decision to give them life. Now, mind you, I've done both ways. I'm just going to put it like that. You can judge me if you want to, but you remember who you are and who you're not, right? Okay. I've done it both ways. I've had three live children, and I've lost three. Those six were out of my control, okay? Those three that I gave life to, I took that chance. I made that decision, okay? But I didn't ask for them. 
Okay, I didn't go to this person. Hey, give me a baby. I want a baby by you and I don't want you around. No, y'all, no, uh, no, that's nobody actually does that. Okay, get it out your head. That don't exist. Okay, so every single one of you fathers who thought that maybe that's what she meant when she said, sure, go ahead and come inside me. That's not what she meant. That didn't mean that, oh, you can make me pregnant and then I'm okay with you walking away. I'm perfectly fine with it. Just make sure you clean up your mess before you go. No, ain't no single woman in this world ever said that. You know why? Unless she was getting paid and I'm not hating on them. I'm just letting them know. Unless you're getting paid, ain't nobody ever expected to lay down with a man and get up alone and pregnant. Nobody. It was not in our DNA. It wasn't in the plans, okay, that we had for ourselves. Now, mind you, for those of us who are Christians, okay, and I believe we all are because we were all created by the Christ, right? Those of us who claim the Savior, you understand? Those of us made that decision regardless. All right, I'm going to do it. You left me, but I am better than leaving this baby behind. I'm better than that. Okay, I'm better than that and better than you. You want to leave? That's on you. You got to live with that for the rest of your life. I want you all to hear me when I say. They, that man, mm -hmm, the one who calls himself being a man that walked out of your life four times or four different people like that who walked out of your life, they don't, one, have any business calling themselves a man. And they know that. You get me? Okay, they know that. And two, that was exactly how it was supposed to happen because you don't need them. I know you're saying, Mel, who, who doesn't need a man? Uh, you don't. If you can lay down with him and he get up alone, girl, you're going to get up alone too. The only thing is you're going to be blessed with a baby. That's what I said. You're going to be blessed with a child. You might never see that man again. Okay? That might be a good thing, might be a bad thing. But that baby that you take to term, that's yours. You did that. You and God made that baby come to life. Okay. Who is he? Who is he? Y'all get mad because you get called a sperm donor. Well, um, where are you then? Uh-huh. I'm asking because I really need to understand why you have allowed yourselves to get this offended in society as a whole. Oh, y'all always calling us deadbeats and calling us sperm donors. So the few of you who have raised your children yourselves because your woman walked out on you, hey, boo-boo, I'm talking to you too. Okay, I'm talking to you too. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Because I know someone specifically. Okay, there's this man, you understand what I'm saying? I met this person in my travels in Iowa. I'm going to narrow it down for y'all so you know where the good ones are. Okay, I'm going to say that. Yes, I did. Okay, because mine, 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 mine went to school in, in the north as well. My husband, my, my husband went to school in the north. Yeah. So trust and believe they up there. Okay. I'm not telling you there's no good ones down here. I'm just letting you know. I know for a fact they exist up north. Especially in Iowa. Okay. I'm going to narrow it down for you. Okay. Through my travels in Iowa. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you where because that's not your business. But through my travels in Iowa, I met this person. He had two beautiful children. He might have more now, but he at that time had two beautiful little girls that every single day he would get up, dress, do their hair. Okay, for y'all who don't know, black hair, a little different than the white hair. Okay, so when you have a biracial child with black and white hair, okay, that's all I have to say. That's that's. Whew. 
Yes. Tell him again, y'all. Tell him again. Praises. 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 God gave us strength. God gave us strength. That's what he did. He gave us strength. To get through stuff like that. <laughs> to get through the hair. Oh, I love Jesus' hair. My children have hair that they, they're like, Mom, really? You sure can't cut it off? I'm positive. All right? Don't you touch your head. Okay? I know it's hot. I guess it dirt. I guess it dirt. Back to this man. This man. You understand? He's a man. Because not only did he take care of his children and provide for them every single day and make sure they were clean, bathed, and fed, and at where they were supposed to be. Y'all, he worked as construction worker. Construction. Do you know what that means? For those of you who have ever worked in that field, you know that it's not a guaranteed paycheck. Oh, no, no, no. Don't get it twisted. Just because you see construction going on everywhere you look doesn't mean every single construction worker is employed at all times. They're all, they're all trying to survive just like us, okay? They all have their own ways of surviving. But this person right here, this person didn't go out when he got done with work and go buy a 12 or 24 pack of beer. No, he came home with groceries. Almost every single time I saw this person, he was walking in his house with groceries. You know why? Because every minute, every second of his life was devoted to his children. So I don't want to ever hear y'all tell me Okay, no one, no one at all has the authority to tell me that there's not any single men out there who ain't done it like themselves. Okay, you say, oh, well, you don't know what it's like. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. There are men out there who decided not to walk away, even when you did. I said it, I sure did. Okay, now God's dealing with the mama, babies. Yeah, Mama, mama's being handled, okay? Don't you worry about that. Mama will be handled. She might even come back, to be honest with you. So don't worry about that. But what you're doing right now, and you know who I'm talking to if you're ever listening to this, I want you to know I respect you to this day because you, sir, you showed me that good men exist, that good fathers do too, okay? So we're having these babies by ourselves, ladies, and they're looking at us, they're judging us, they're telling us, what? why would you continue to have babies if you can't keep a man? Who can't keep a man? I'm sorry, let me, let biology, y'all need a biology lesson? All right, real quick, right quick, right quick, right quick. Okay, so for some of y'all who think that these women, okay, they might have five children, they might look like they ain't got their stuff together. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? But look again, okay, they have five children so if they couldn't keep a man would they have five children i'm sorry i don't care that they have five different babies i don't give a darn five different people found them worthy to give them a baby so judge onward elsewhere get me thank you you don't get to judge nobody first of all y'all know better okay i've told you you know better you ain't got no right to judge nobody. But when you look at these women and they're all out here, oh, well, she ain't even trying to do nothing for her children. Who says? You said you, because what you see is all that's happening, right? Okay. You're wrong, by the way. I'm letting you know you're wrong, by the way. Okay. I had someone used to tell me all the time, why don't you ever do your baby's hair? Why, why can't you just brush his hair? And I, I said one day, Lord, okay, you know what? Yeah, let me, let me handle this right quick. I said, God, give me strength, first of all. Second of all, let me be correct, all right? Don't, don't let me get out of pocket with this one because she intimidates me. She's black. Y'all just laugh. Go ahead and laugh. She's black. She intimidates me. And then on top of that, pretty sure she was a dyke. So I, I'm not calling people names. I'm just saying, okay, this is a situation I found myself in, all right? Okay. 
So I was on the bus and this person keeps riding the bus with me. Um, this was before I had a vehicle, yes? Um, and I was taking my child by foot every freaking where, right? I was taking him to his childcare. I was taking him to, my, to work development. I was doing everything. I was doing it by foot though. You understand what I'm saying? I remember what it was like to be on biped, a pedestrian, using public transportation to the person I am today. Talking to you about people who live on a bus, okay? All right, so I, at that time, was using public transportation. But at the time, I was also by myself. I was doing it everything. I mean, every dime that paid my bills was coming from what? Not from the state, not from welfare. No, 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 no. I had WIC. WIC's the bomb. WIC is the bomb. You get what I'm saying? Bomb that to comma. But I kept hearing my mother tell me about welfare. So I didn't want to do that. And she didn't say welfare was bad. She just, you shouldn't, you shouldn't say that you're doing it by yourself if you're on welfare, right? That's not fair. Because you're basically saying the state ain't doing nothing for you, even though they're feeding your children. Yeah. You, you got to reevaluate that, honey. So I was on the bus. And I was about to, I don't know where we were going. I don't know where we were headed. Why don't you ever comb this baby's hair? And I said, you know what? First of all, that's not the first time you asked me that. Second of all, it's also not going to be the, it's not going to be any other times after this other one. This will be the last time that you feel you have the right to twist your face to ask me about my child. Okay. Let me let you know something. My son's head is just fucking fine. That's what I said to her. I did. I prayed about it. Y'all, I just told you how I prayed about it. I said, Lord, don't let me get out of pocket with this person because she intimidates me. However, dot, dot, when you come to me and me about my children, no, just shut it down, folks. Shut it down. That's my child. First of all. Second of all, who are you? Where were you when I was getting him ready this morning? I'm, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. Let me, let me listen. What'd you say? Oh, you said nothing? Okay. You were nowhere around when I had to get up this morning at four o'clock in the morning just to get him up ready in time for us to make the very first bus that comes to Nolanville, Texas. So now that you want to question why my son's head looks like it does, how about you ask if I have the energy to get him home again? Because that, my dear, and this was said to her, that is what's important to me, making sure he gets home safely. What's on his head is irfucking relevant at this point to me, okay? Because woman trying to survive. If you don't like his head, honey, go look somewhere the elf us. Go look somewhere else. Ain't no one else ever asked me about my child's head again. You know why? Because I'm not playing with you. I will tell you in front of your friends. I will do it in front of public. Since you want to come in, correct me about my child. I will do it. I will do that for you. So I did. I put her back in her place. She sat back down in it, and we had no more discussion. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. Yes, it is. So to this day, my children don't understand why I won't let them cut their hair. Well, because we have natural curly hair, and this type of curl, you can't go and ask my friend, girl Ashley, okay, or Crystal Lachey. You can't buy this curl on the shelf. It doesn't exist. Does not exist. Okay, this is a natural. Boom! It just it does whatever the hell it wants to. Kind of curl. Okay, you you can wet it. And you'd just be, oh, look, it's so pretty. It's so long. Oh, my God, I didn't know your hair was that long. And then it, when it dries, I thought your hair was long. Did you take it out? No, honey, boo-boo. I didn't take, not, I didn't take nothing out of my head except for the moisture. Yeah, that was funny. The moisture decided to abandon my head once again. And now I look like a mushroom top. Okay, that's what, that's what happens to our head. 
So don't judge me because I ain't going to brush my baby's head every single day. First of all, he was two. All right? He was freaking two. I don't care if you don't like it. I don't care. Because in my life, at this point in my life, that is the least of my freaking worries. Because I can tell you the stomach that's holding that head up. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's full. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. That, that, that heart that beats inside that baby's head. The, uh, inside his chest you know the, the chest that holds up the neck that the, the head is on with all that hair that you think I should be rushing that heart beats fine it beats regularly it beats healthily so next time you're concerned with my children be concerned with their well-being not with their appearance is what I'm saying to you okay you're looking at these women and you see what they see you see what you see and that's what they are how dare you how dare you do that to them you don't even know what their struggle is. You have no idea. You ain't even stopped to ask them. You never even contemplated that they were struggling to the point where they could care less what you were seeing when they struggling. They don't care. They're not worried about you. We're worrying about surviving, okay? Your opinion of my child's hair means jack squat to moi. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very serious about that. All right, I'm not going to... Take up too much more of your time, guys. I'm going to do these. Um, this particular series will only be, you know, 30 to, to an hour tops, uh, maybe 45 minutes most um, each episode, just because I know we got things to do, mamas. I know we do. I know we have, th- we have children to raise, okay? I know a couple of times you guys probably heard my child screaming in the background. I don't want y'all to think I'm neglecting my child, okay? First of all, I'm married to a very magnificent and amazing man, okay? So him a daddy, okay? Him a great daddy. I have no worries of leaving the room with my children in his care. Okay, so don't you worry about what's going on over here. But, um, you know, those two, the oldest two, they, they, they were when I grew up, right? I grew up when I was away from the oldest and uh, learned a lot. You know what I mean? There was good things and bad things that taught me so much. You see what I'm saying? And then there was the middle one where I learned even more. I grew even more. Good things and bad things happened to teach me even more. Um, now, I don't speak to any of my children's fathers other than this last one just because, uh, well, that's their choice. Okay. Um, and God's choice because the first, old, the oldest, his father is, is, is in heaven. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm hoping that you're smiling on me, Mr. Wesley, because... A lot has changed since you were here between you and I. I know you might not know that, but it's true. And uh, I love our son as he is, and I know that you do too. I know you love him just the way he is, and I don't have any doubt in that at all. And I never will, because I know who you were. I remember that about you. I know this about you, Mr. Wesley Lawrence Beatty. And then <clears throat> God took him home, obviously. And then uh, this one, <sighs> he's out there, guys. All right. I, that's all I can say to you. I don't know where um, I, the last time I knew him or knew of where he could be, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it used to hurt me so badly because first it was, it hurt me when I was alone, right? Because how dare you leave me with your child, right? He literally divorced me a month and one day before I had his child. That's what I said, folks. 
that's what I said. Okay. So how could you do that? How could you do that to me? But now that I'm with someone who before we were even together, right? We were friends. He's my best friend. We were, we, he was the reasoning that helped me grow beyond the hurt and the confusion and the, the, the dismay. I was dismayed that you would ab abandon your child, first of all. Like, now I understand you have more, okay? You've had children before me and you've had children since me. That's not my point. My point is I gave you a child. And at that time, I was so offended that you would just walk away from what I'm giving you, okay? I didn't want to have this in the first place. That's what I was thinking at the time, guys. I was pregnant in the military. Have y'all done that lately? Okay, that's no fun. <laughs> no, it's not. Because they mad, first of all, that you have the audacity to put your body in that shape. Yeah, I said it. That's for real. I'm not kidding, guys. Like, that's literally how they treated me. Like, how dare you get fucking pregnant? What's wrong with you? Ain't nobody told you that was in your job description. Oh, all right. Good to know. Now, mind you, I was married to my husband, the father of my child that I was pregnant with. Okay, I was married to him. We were in the same unit, y'all. So it was a really rough ending for us. Okay, it was a very public ending. So I have that emotion and that baggage coming at me and only me with this baby that I took to term. That I chose to take to term, right, ladies? Chose. I chose it. But know this. Mel already had a job, okay, before she even delivered. She dropped that baby and off she went to work. You can ask everybody who helped me back then. I didn't, I didn't miss a beat. I had bills to pay. I had mouth to feed. Period. So emotionally, you scarred me, okay? And then I had to grow from that scar, okay? I had to accept that the scar was never going to leave, that that's literally what you did to my life. That's what you decided to do to our son, okay? And I had to live with that, and that's where I am today. I'm living with the fact that you chose willingly to walk away from your child and pretend he don't exist. And it's not because of me. You tell everyone you want to that it's because of me. I'm telling y'all, this is the conversations we've had. This person truly believes that it's justifying him walking away because of how we ended, why we broke up. And it's not. I don't care what I want to say. Okay? I cheated on you. That doesn't mean, once I've proven you to you that this is your baby, that you get to walk away and pretend he doesn't exist. Explain it to me, guys. I want you to put it in the comments and tell me how that makes it okay. Because I cheated on him... Even though I cheated on him, I proved to him, you understand what I'm saying, that this was his child. There was no doubt in his mind. He knows that it's his child. He knows it. That's what's upsetting me, though. Right now, today, I'm still working on that, guys. I'm still upset about the fact that he knows in his brain, in his, in his, in his brain, Lord, forgive me, I'm so sorry. In his brain, he knows that this child is also his. But where is he, guys? Tell me how a man, I'm going to give him his due. I mean, if he can have children, he's a man, right? No? No, that doesn't make it a man? Mm. Okay. The, uh, the, the question is, though, how can a person then, all right, how can a person create a life, acknowledge such life, and then walk away if that life just disappeared? 
just disappeared out of this person's life. Just, just, I don't know. I met you once. You see on my face. You know who I am. You even spoke to me. You called my dad. You made sure I knew that I was not your daddy. I'm your dad. I told you my kid was smart. Like, he's freaking smart. When he met his father, the, his biological father, the one and only time, I said it once and only time that my son met his father. Dad, this is my daddy. Daddy, that's my dad. And he went back to eating, folks. That's what my son said. I don't even know how old he was. It was like, what, five, six? Six years old, maybe. Maybe. He had met his two older stepsisters, and he met his younger, <laughs> his younger half-brother. His half-sisters, excuse me, and his half-brother. The half-brother that we didn't even know existed, right? He hasn't acknowledged. Okay, no, wait, he acknowledged him. Let's give him his due, right? He acknowledged my son, and then he walked out of my son's life and moved on with his life to the point where I'm not going to tell you I had another kid, but I want to see my son. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> wait, 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 what? What'd you say? You didn't say that really. Did you really though? You did. You did indeed. You said that I want to see my son so he can meet the son I never told you about. All right. Hey, you know what? Do you. Because you have to answer for yourself. Right? I mean, that's what the best part about accepting that I am not Jesus. Okay, guys? Like, you need to embrace that fact. You're not Jesus because the best part about that is that the judgment you feel you deserve, that you are due, that you are allowed to give out to other people, that's being handled in heaven. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you it'll be handled in heaven because that's not your vengeance. Okay? Just because they've offended you, just because they've done you wrong. Okay? It's flat out wrong what you've done. Okay? Jesus is not going to let you be forsaken. I promise you. And you don't have to see it. That's the hard part, folks. It's a hard part to accept. You don't have to see it. But know this, that it's been handled. As Mrs. Scandal, I freaking love that lady. I love her so much. I cannot get enough of Mrs. Carrie Green. You hear me? Oh, I love her so much. I love her, love her, love her, love her, love her. She's so fierce at all times. That's just who she is. It's who she is. She embodies that character in her life. Like, that's why I'm pretty sure, positive almost, I could put money on it. That's why she got the position. That's why she got that role, because she plays it to a T. Do you hear me? She plays it like it was made for her. I think that's her name. Carrie Green, whatever her name is. Girl, she knows she's fabulous. She knows she is. Okay? She tells me on a daily basis that I'm a queen. You know how I know she tells me on a daily basis? Because I get to go to my Facebook Messenger, you understand, and someone sent it to me. Hey, queen. She's talking to you. She's talking to you. Yes, she's talking to you. Y'all want that link? I'm going to send it to you. You ask me. Go ahead and ask me in the comments. I'm going to send you the link so she can tell you every morning, queen, that you are beautiful. You are rocking it, and you making us all look bad. Okay, we trying to struggle. We struggling, boo, to keep up with you. Do you know what kind of motivation that is? Okay, this woman don't even know me, but she doesn't know how she's touched my life either. She's the reason I keep going out there and acting like the fierce Wonder Woman I am claiming to be. I go out there and I do what I got to do to protect and provide for my children. Every single day, I listen to her tell me, you're a queen. And don't let nobody else tell you otherwise. Because God made you just that way. And girl, you fierce. Okay, you are too good for this. You are too good for this. So don't you be crying for no man, y'all. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That hard love is unnecessary. He chose to walk away. 
that doesn't make you any less of a queen. doesn't make you any less of a good mother. Okay? As long as you're at home and you're taking care of those babies and those babies got what they need, need, not what they want. Screw what they want. I'm going to, I said it again. Screw what they want. That's not what we're here for, people. We're not here to amuse you. We're not here to attain you. That's not our job. Our job is to support you and provide for you so that you can grow up and be strong. So as long as you are providing what they need, what your children need, which is your love and your attention and the sustenance that you as an adult are supposed to provide your own children. Now, just because another person created that child with you and they chose not to adult with you doesn't mean that they're the enemy, that they're Satan, or you ready for this, guys? I had to accept it and it hurt my heart. But I know for a fact that that man could still have access to heaven. Everyone does. Everyone still has a right to heaven, regardless of what you did here on earth, regardless who you wronged. It doesn't matter because the only person that it matters is if you took his son, you took his son in your heart and you said, that's my savior. That's my Lord. And that's my savior. It doesn't matter what you did. Yo, do you know how hard it is to accept this fact? Do you know how hard? Do you, yo, just, just, hmm. Because when you accept him as your savior, y'all, y'all, no, wait, 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 wait. So those of you who just told yourself, wait, wait, Mel, some of them accept him and then don't act right. Yes, you're correct. But then did they take him as their Lord and savior or did they say he's my, he gave me my salvation? And let's specify, right? For those of you who have been baptized, you know what it means to take him as your savior. You understand what exactly he saved you from, okay? You know the magnitude of that sacrifice. So ain't none of one of y'all I'm talking to, okay? Because y'all know what it means to take him. You know what it means. You know because you take it every month, yes? You take his body and the blood and the spirit. You take him into you every single month when you take communion. So don't tell me you don't know. I'm not talking to you, okay? I'm not talking to you guys. I'm talking to those who have recently said, oh, yes, I'm turning the relief, and I'm, I'm, I've seen the light, and I, and I love Jesus. Do you really? You sure? Okay. So until you baptize yourself in the name of the Son, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, you just loving Jesus. And that's fine. We love Jesus too. But we want your soul in heaven with Jesus, not just your words, you get me? I mean, it's beautiful music up there. They're excited. They're very excited that you think that Jesus is amazing. Because they already know that he's amazing, okay? So they're very excited that you think so. However, they also know that unless you go, and go ahead and buy that ticket, right, to get on the plane, to fly to heaven, you, you're not going to go, okay? The ticket is baptism. The ticket is turning your life over to Jesus. The ticket is truly following your Lord and your Savior. And either whether you think that's the same thing or not, go to a church, find a church home, find someone who can teach your spirit how to walk like Christ walked. That's all that you need. I truly believe it. My mother raised me that way, okay? I just wish you don't have to be in the church building to believe in Jesus Christ. And no one can tell you otherwise. No one can tell me otherwise. Because Jesus can reach you wherever he wants to. You understand what I'm saying? Because God's everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So why does he have to reach you in the church? No, no, no. Every time that you're down in the dumps and you're like, holy crap, I don't even want to live anymore. He's the reason you took another breath. 
So, so once you embrace that and fold it into the fact that your faith is based on the person who gives you breath, you'll be good to go. But until then, you're just saying, I'm, I'm in love with Jesus. I'm in love with Jesus. I'm in love. We love him. 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 Yes, we all love Jesus. But we're not all going to go get to meet him if we don't all do it the right way. Okay? That's what I'm saying. It's, it's hard, okay, to love your children. So know this, that God is struggling as well. It doesn't mean he doesn't. It doesn't mean we don't. It doesn't mean we don't ever stop loving our children. We would never stop loving our children. You can say you do. You can say it all day. And you can hurt their feelings, okay? I don't love you right now. I like you, but I love you. Don't ever say that to your children. You understand what I'm saying? You can say, I don't like you right now. I mean, I can't stand even look at you. I love you to pieces. Do you think it me? I love every fiber that I created in your body. But I don't like you. You need to get out of my face. People tell me all the time not to say that to my children. You know what? That's the nicest way I can put it. You might want to remove yourself from my vicinity before I put my hand across your face. Because what you're saying to me ain't respectful. And I've already answered your response. You don't like my response. That's not my problem. Okay? Just because you choose to repeat yourself doesn't mean I'm going to. I'm going to say it once. I'm going to tell you to get out of my face. Or we're going to handle it in the physical way. And in my house, we don't slap children across the face. So just get that out your head. I'm not an abusive mother. Okay? I am, however, a veteran. And I'm married to one as well. So we have uh, what we call sand cookie time. And for those of you who are in the military, you know exactly what a sand cookie is. And we're not talking about sugar cookies. Not snow angels. Sand freaking cookie. Of course, we don't have sand in my house. So we just go ahead and get rug burn. Okay. We're going to go ahead and do rug burn. We're going to get some rug burn in. And, uh, oh, no, you don't have socks on? You don't have shoes on? That's really going to burn. Like, it's really going to burn, y'all. It's going to burn. going to do some mountain climbers, right? You're going to hold your hands up. Oh, you guys are under the impression hands. Oh, I can hold my hands up. I praise Jesus all day. No, 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 no. We got that arms outstretched to the side. Pick cherries. Drop them in the basket. Pick them cherries. Drop them in the basket. No, by the way, you're not moving your arms at all. Like, you're just turning your wrists. Okay? And you're going to do that for like 10 minutes or so. 10, 10's good. 10's good for me. The moment I see sweat on my children's upper lip, then I start to calm down. (laughs) Yeah, I said it. You know what my girl sergeants used to tell me? You're going to work out. You're going to do this until I start to sweat. Now, by the way, they're not down here doing it with us. So know that they are not going to sweat anytime soon. That was their favorite thing to say, though, because that basically told you, y'all done really messed up today, okay? We're going to be down here a minute. We're going to be here for a sec. So when I tell them, hit the, f- hit the earth, push the earth Right? <laughs> Let me tell you a little story. <laughs> You're going to laugh at it now if you ever listen to me, okay? You're laughing at it now because it was funny and you couldn't laugh then because you were mad at me. I'm going to tell you all a story. So my children, we are in the front leaning rest position, move. So they know what that means now. They act like, wait, what? What did she say? You, you act slow again if you want to. Act slow if you want to. We're going to do this outside next. Go on. That's what I thought. Get down. Let me talk to you right quick. While they're working out, while they're getting it in, I tell them stories about how I used to do this all the time because I used to mess up too, guys. I'm not perfect. I'm telling you that your mama ain't perfect, okay? 
So I'm going to tell you all this story. This is what I tell my boys. I was downrange once. Once, really, I meant it. One time. I've been there one time. I don't plan on going back. If I do, y'all going to pay me lots of money, okay? Because it was not a good experience the first time. Um, I went downrange. And it was around the time that something really traumatic had happened to me and my family. Um, a couple of close family members, um, well, we had come to odds, okay? I'm going to try to put this as nice way as I can, Mom. Okay, I'm, I want you to hear how I describe it today compared to when I described it back then. I can promise you, I promise you, I meant it. Forgiveness is for real and it's forever. So, that had happened, Okay. And I went down range anyway, because my instructors, no, I'm sorry, my, my chain of command informed me that if I did not deploy on time with the unit, I would be given an Article 15, yes, for malingering. And for those of you who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, that's okay. Just know that I was about to get in trouble if I didn't leave on time. Okay. Yeah. But this situation that took place, it affected me emotionally and physically. It took a toll on my body, on my mentality. Okay. So I went down range, got myself burnt for the first time. I've never burned like that in my life. Okay. I thought Hawaii was hot. Okay. Uh, no. And no. Okay. I had never burned since I went to Hawaii till I went to Hawaii. I got my first sunburn in Hawaii. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I, I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know that brown people burned. This one burned. Okay. She burned bad. But in that, in that sandbox, y'all, I've never felt that type of heat. I've never in my life. Now I was born in the equator. So maybe I have and forgot. But that's how hot it was. Okay, that's how hot it was. Like maybe this is not. Maybe this 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 is not. This is not for me, really. Probably not. No. So you take a shower. You leave the the actual you know facility, the shower room. Ah, what what shower? We're talking about. Well, you, you left the shower. Did you really? Are you sure? Because you don't look like it. You don't smell like it. No. The moment you walk out the door, you need another shower. It's just what it is. That's how hot. Okay. That's how hot it is in the sandbox. Okay. But we went. We all went down there. We did our thing. Okay. Things happened downrange that I just got fed up, y'all. I was fed the frick up. Y'all done doing too much. And you know why you're doing too much? It's because there's no one here to tell you otherwise. They're telling you that what you're doing is wrong. Okay? That's what you're doing. That's what you're doing right now. You're doing all this wrong stuff. And I am not in the rank to be able to tell you otherwise. So. Okay, so I snapped. Not like that TV show where they snap and they kill everybody. Huh. No, not quite. But this is what your girl situation was. I was the unit supply specialist. And by the way, I was also the only freaking unit person that knew anything about supply. The only one. Everybody else said they do, but you can't fill out the forms correctly. So get out of my office. Get out of my office. You don't know how to do my job. I didn't have a boss, guys. My boss went home on emergency leave, came back, and had come back, transferred into a new unit. She didn't even come back to say bye-bye. Nope. Not even say bye-bye. She said, I'm really sorry that I can't take you with me. Because I would if I could. But then they would have no one. But you know what? I was like, all right, cool. I, don't, I'm, I guess I'm my own boss. That's pretty cool, right? I'm an E4, a specialist, you figured out me, with my own office. The whole half of that room was mine. You, don't, you couldn't even come into my AO. You, can I help you? No, 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 for real. Can I help you? Because that's my space. You, you will not cross that line. Because I am accountable for every freaking thing up in this motherfucker. Okay? This inventory room is mine. This supplies closet is mine. So what you want? 
You feel me? That what you want, because you're not gonna come up in here and touch a darn thing. You're not touching nothing without some paperwork. Where's your paperwork? You ain't got no paperwork, then move along. That's what this quartermaster does. Okay, that's how we operate. Enough things happened, however, that I just got fed up. Y'all ain't listening to me. Y'all don't care what I say. And if I tell you to do it the correct way, I get in trouble. Yes, I did. Y'all going to embrace those truths. Okay, that's what you're going to do. You know who I'm talking to. You know exactly who you are. Okay. Oh, no, 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 Mel. We're not watching porn. That's not pornographic. Just because, well, her nipples are covered. Just because you can see her ass doesn't mean you can see her ass crack. So it's not porn, Mel. It's not porn. It's not pornographic material up on your wall in your freaking arms room. You're right. It's not. No, no. I was mistaken. Cool. Fine. No, Mel, we don't need to do all that paperwork just to get what we need to get done. We just need you to go get it. Uh, frick no. I don't think so. So when I told them, no, I'm not going to do it. You're not going to give me the paperwork, then I'm not going. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to do it. I don't have to. Because I know what my job is, and I know how to do my job. And whether or not you believe this fact, I'm not going to violate what I am taught just because you want to get your stuff done without the frickin' paperwork. You can pencil whip all you want, but if I don't see my signature on it, I'm not taking nothing nowhere. Because it's all about accountability in the military, guys. You can get hemmed the frick up, and y'all know what I mean by getting hemmed up. By the wrong person deciding they don't have to do the paperwork. The wrong person decide, uh, who gonna make me? Okie dokie. I'm not gonna make you. I'm damn sure not gonna make you. But you know what I am gonna do? Y'all don't wanna listen to me. Y'all don't wanna let me handle what I need to handle. Many, many times, guys, we were given this uh, training that if we felt suicidal or had ideas of hurting oneself or others, that we were to do certain things. So I hope those of you who are listening were there in the sandbox with me and realize where you went wrong, okay? Because I did threaten you. I sure did, but y'all pushed me to that point. Yes, you did, and I'm going to put it on blast for everybody because I want people to know this happens. This really freaking takes place. Hard love, right? They made me deploy. They told me he didn't really actually kidnap my son. No, no, that was his biological father, so it's not kidnapping. All right, cool. So I'm going down range with that mentality. And y'all keep, y'all keep effing with me. Y'all kept messing with me and kept messing with me. So I was like, you know what? I know the type of power and accountability I possess at this very moment in time. Okay, here in the sandbox, your girl was in it. You get me? I was married to the ammunition specialist, which means I had access to any freaking bullet I wanted, any piece of munition that I needed I could find it at home because I was married to him. I was married to the munitions specialist, stupids. Yes, I was. I was married to him. First of all, okay, and then your girl was the armor too. Yeah, that's what I said. I had the keys, and only I had the keys to the arms room where all of your weapons are housed. Uh-huh, I said that too. But you know what happened, y'all? You ready? Because your arms, your armorer, and your, uh, your supply specialist married to the munitions specialist, she ain't nobody. That's what y'all treated me like. I, she ain't nobody. She don't know what she's doing. She's only a specialist. She keeps busting tape because <laughs> that fucking matters. When it comes to my job, they couldn't touch me. You understand what I'm saying? They were very upset about this fact. They could not touch me when it came to my job because I knew how to do my job and you weren't going to tell me how to do it otherwise. 
You could try. You could try to put me on. Yep, and that's exactly what they did because they could not understand me. They could not affect my progress in my job. She keeps busting tape. She keeps doing this. She keeps doing this. She keeps doing this. She keeps doing this. Yeah, and you keep putting uh, Xbox systems and uh, PS1s up in my arms room. So uh, there's no accountability. So whatever's in there, whoever's in there, who cares? Right? So when we get audited, y'all, right? Because you know, in supply, y'all, we get audited every now and then. Every now and then someone goes and tells somebody that we ain't doing right. We're doing some shady stuffs. And they come and audit us. And I was taught from the very beginning of 209 that you are always preparing for an audit. I don't care. Even if you don't know one's coming, you know that something's coming. Okay, you are always preparing for an audit, which means you are always making sure your shit is squared away. Your supply room is inventoried completely, accurately. Everything is where it's supposed to be. People have their hand receipts and everything is correct. There's accountability, key control, whatever thing is there. All my protocols, all my regulations. Everything was always there because I knew I could feel it in my bones that an audit was coming. Because y'all didn't want to do it the right way. Y'all wanted to do whatever you wanted to do in my arms room. In my armory, you took it and you turned it into a fucking game room. That's what you did. You know why? Because, well, we don't really need an armor. We don't need an arms room. I mean, we have to carry our weapons every time we leave anyway. Oh. Okay. So... What about the weapons that uh, aren't claimed by anybody? Yeah, that are still sitting in my damn arms room. What about those? What do I do with those? Because I can't leave them in a game room with a frickin' bunch of PlayStations in there. That's not secure, folks. There ain't no thing about that secure, okay? Nothing. Nothing. Y'all want to know why all this stuff comes up missing in Fort Hood? Well, this is why. Because y'all do what the hell you want to. Because you can. And ain't nobody going to tell you different. And even when somebody does tell you different, you just, you know... Hit the dirt is what he said. That's what he said to me, guys. I finally, after giving people my freaking firing pin, y'all, we went there, okay? You had the training. You know what I'm doing, all right? You know what I was doing. You gave me the training. I gave you my firing pin. What part of my weapon exactly is going to actually work without that damn firing pin? When I say I gave it to him, I took it out of my weapon. I put my weapon back together without it, and I handed my NCO my firing pin. Do you know what they did? Well, what is this for? What? Your weapon doesn't work without a firing pin, Willox. You, you, you're for real? You're shitting me. You're shitting No, for real? That's what he said to me. That's what he said. Why are you giving this to me? Your weapon is no good if you don't have this in your, inside of it. <clears throat> Not, okay, why are you giving me your firing pin? Is everything okay? No, because firing pin means that you, you. Okay, that's what I'm telling you, folks. Ain't no one was worried. Nobody. Oh, that wasn't it. I kept going, y'all. I knew that the first one, okay, him just slow. If that was you, then you slow. You're fucking slow. Because this person was trained to do exactly what I did, and y'all failed me. You failed me. You failed this soldier because you did not believe me when I told you I needed to go home. And I don't mean I need to go home because I got to pee or because I don't want to go and I don't want to be here anymore. I need to go home because my child was taken from an airport, uh huh, and I'm a little upset about it. I need to handle that because I don't know where the frick he is. That was my situation at that time, okay? I had no idea where my child was. I had an idea. I knew he was in the States. I was hoping he was anyway, but I had no freaking clue. 
and they made me deploy anyway. So after all of this bullshit that y'all want to keep pulling and telling me, oh, it's fine. Where are you? You're just a specialist. You're just a supply specialist. So what? You won't give us what we want. We're just going to go somewhere else and find it. Oh, you won't let us do this. Well, then you know our longer. <laughs> You're no longer our armorer. <laughs> you didn't have an armor. We're just not going to have an armor. No, we don't need one. No, that's what you did. Don't you lie. Don't you twist your face to lie. That's what you did. You took away my arms rights, my roles, my responsibilities. Okay, what's your point? But guess what? We still had weapons, right? We still had bullets in our magazines. And you know what else we were trained to do, guys? What, what were we trained to do? Right, we were trained to count out our bullets to an NCO to let them know that, one, we haven't shot anybody, okay? You hear what I said? We're counting them out so we know that you didn't shoot no fucking buddy. Or that one of them ain't come missing. Because remember, me married to the munitions specialist. Yes? Okay, so I can get bullets anytime I want to. I know the proper protocols, but I'm telling you, I can do that. Because one, I'm the supply specialist, and I was your armorer. So they stopped requiring that we count our bullets out in front of them. Oh, no, no, it's taking too much time. We get it. Y'all ain't shooting nobody. <laughs> okay. I mean, we don't put those protocols in place because they actually are useful. We don't put those protocols in place and those processes to protect our soldiers in place, right? We don't put them in place because we actually expect to have to use them. That's basically what took place. You decided that protocol doesn't apply here. We don't have to work according to that protocol. Why would we? We're Charlie 209th. Yeah, I said it. Sure did. I sure did. We don't have to follow those rules. So we don't require that you count out your money anymore, your, your munitions, okay? That's what I call them. Bullets, bullets, my little bills, okay? So my bullets, I counted them out one day to one of my NCOs. And they're like, what are you doing? I said, I'm counting you my bullets. Yeah, great, we're not doing that anymore. I said, uh-huh, you don't need to do it right? Well, I do. I'm telling you, listen to me, people, when I'm talking to you right now. I told them to, I said it to his face. I came out of my mouth and into your face, okay, into your vicinity of your facial region. I said, y'all don't have to, right? But I'm telling you that you want me to. And you know what they said to me? Oh, what are you going to do? You going to shoot somebody, Mel? You going to shoot somebody, Grant? Really? Who you going to shoot? You said it. You asked me. You asked me the question. Fuck. What am I supposed to say? I'm supposed to say no. I wasn't going to shoot nobody. I was just playing. <laughs> I gave you my firing pin. Yeah. I'm, I'm a useless soldier. I'm a piece of shit soldier because I ain't got a working weapon. That's how y'all took that. Okay. And then I gave you my bullets. I count them out for you. So you know something's fucking up. Oh, you're going to shoot somebody, Mel? Who you going to shoot? You gonna shoot me? It's funny, isn't it? It's fucking hilarious. I think it's freaking comical what happened next. Because y'all want to laugh in my face. Y'all want to laugh in my face when I tell you, basically, that I, I am suicidal. I will do whatever it takes at this point. In my mentality, guys, I need you to understand where my head of space was. I will do anything it takes to get my ass home. 
because I'm going to take care of my children. I'm going to do that because that's all I knew. That was the only child I had at the time. I will do whatever it takes. I don't give a damn what you do to me. I don't give a two, I don't give one toot, not two toot, not three, nothing. You will send me home. I promise you. That was my headspace. Okay. So now that you know what's about to happen, ain't going to be so shocking, right? Because they laughed in my face. I went to EO, folks. I went to the freaking chaplain. That's how hard I tried to tell them that I needed to go home. I don't like what's happening to my unit. Y'all ain't listening to me. You don't give a crap what I say. But every time I come to you and tell you that I am emotionally unstable to freaking be down here with a weapon and access to the damn arms room and munitions. Instead, y'all laughed at me. You laughed in my face. You thought it was fucking funny because I was busting tape. That's what was fucking more important to you than me actually killing one of you fuckers. Because that's what I said, guys. I went into his office. I said, first sergeant, I need to talk to you for a second. Well, I don't have time right now, Grant. I said, I don't really give a shit if you have time, first sergeant. You're going to listen to me. That's the first time I've ever disrespected my chain of command like that. Do you hear me? That was the first time I'd ever said some shit like that. But that's where they put me, folks. That's literally how far they pushed me. You wouldn't fucking get it. You just could not hear me when I told you to back up off me or send me the fuck home. You didn't want to do it. You didn't want to do it. You didn't want to do it. You see what I'm saying? You didn't want to do it. So I said, first arm. You know what? Let me come back. I went and got my platoon sergeant because that's, you know, how they like to do things. We need to have somebody here so that I know I didn't hear what I heard alone. First sergeant, uh, sergeant first class, platoon sergeant, can you come here? Because I, I need to talk to first sergeant. What do you got to talk to first sergeant about? I said, why don't you worry about that less and worry about getting your butt up so I can talk to him? And I walked away. You know who you are. You know exactly what took place. It happened to you. So you came coming. You took your nice, sweet old drawling time. I'm from the south. I can do what I want and do what I want it. And I went to pray to rest. I said, first sergeant, sergeant first class, blank. You know who you are. I'm going to let y'all know something. I want you one to understand that first you put me to this point. Okay. I have told you many, 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 fuck many times first sergeant that you need to send me home. And y'all laugh at me every time I say it. You laugh. It shit's fucking funny. Now, Grant, nah, 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 nah. you're not going to interrupt me this time, first. It's not going to happen. I said, I'm at parade rest, and I'm going to speak, and you're going to let me listen. You're going to listen. That's what you're going to do, okay? You're going to let me speak because I'm tired of telling you what's wrong in my head, and y'all not fucking caring. I said, I will kill one of you motherfuckers if you don't send me the fuck home. And I said it again. Sergeant first class, platoon sergeant, I will do that if you don't send me the fuck home. I said it. I threatened my chain of command because they pushed me to that point. Because what I was trained to do, nope, we didn't pick up on that, Mel. We didn't, we didn't know that's what you meant. You didn't actually say, I'm going to kill you. No, and fucking tell I did. Then you got your ass out your fucking ass. Yeah, that's what I said. Hard love, right, guys? It was real funny. It was so fucking funny that I got an Article 15 for threatening my chain of command because they bitches wouldn't send me the fuck home. Oh, they sent me home then. Trust and believe. <laughs> yes. You know why? Do you know why they sent me home, y'all? Y'all know why you sent me home? Let me tell you. This is why they sent me home, guys. They sent me home 
because I was a, I was a danger to myself <laughs> and to others. I find it funny, you understand, that you guys fucking finally figured it out that I was not mentally stable to be downrange, married to the munition specialist as your armorer and putting up with your bullshit all at the same time. Oh, I was on a diet, guys. I wasn't allowed to eat certain things. Down fucking range. Now, it's the first time and only time I went down range, but they didn't give a shit. No, I was busting tape. I was 3%. You hear me? 3% over the 3% limit. The limit is 3%. So I was 6%. Always. I was always 6%. And that makes me a piece of shit soldier, guys. No, 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 no. That's what I was. I was a piece of shit soldier because I could not not bust tape. That was what's important to them. That was what was important to you guys. That was what was most important to you. All the way through to the point she dropped me off in fucking Germany. You understand what I'm saying? She escorted me to Germany, guys. She came with me to Germany. Even before she got on the bus to go back to the downrange, to the area where we were, she was still talking shit. She was still telling me I was a piece of fucking shit. That's the chain of command that failed me. So I know when I put my son on his face, the story of why I know how to do that, because I told him, he, actually, that's, what he, that's the first thing he said. It wasn't, oh, you're getting an article 15 and we're going to send you home. No, 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 no. All right, Grant, you want to act that way? You want to say, okay, you know what? You go ahead and get down. Go ahead and start pushing to earth. I'm going to go get the commander. So I got down in the front leaning rest position. Did I move? Fuck no. Why? You didn't tell me to move. You told me to push the earth. That's what he said, y'all. He said, push the earth, Grant. Why aren't you pushing? I said, I am pushing it. I'm pushing the earth down. And I didn't fucking move. All right, that's fine. Do a flutter kick. All right. Flutter. Kick. Flutter. Kick. I'm on my back. I'm on my back in the parade position. I'm not playing with y'all. I'm not playing with y'all. I said, flutter, kick. Flutter, kick. Did I flutter kick, Mrs. Uh, Mr. Uh, first Sergeant? I'm not going to call you by your name. You know who you were. You know who you were. You were my first sergeant. Yes, you were. And what did you say to me? Uh, you really going to be like this? Yes, the frick I was. Because y'all really didn't get it. You didn't get it. You didn't care enough to get it. Because me needing to go home, that was weakness in your eyes. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Y'all can play whatever fucking music you want to play. You can watch whatever the fuck you guys want to watch anywhere in that damn building. And it was perfect. It was fine. And it didn't matter if I was offended. It didn't fucking matter to you. It didn't matter. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Not you. You didn't care. You didn't care. So when I finally made it your point, you know, when I made it put it in your face, when I pushed it in your nose, then you cared. Then you fucking understood. Then you wanted to send me home, right? And then when I stopped flutter, kicking, flutter, kicking, I guess at home. You, you, you gotta, you gotta go pack your stuff. You gotta go. <laughs> do I really? I said, do you want my weapon too? Because I don't need that, right? No, you have to keep your weapon, Grant. You have, you have to keep that. Wherever you go, you have to keep your weapon. Oh, you sure? Okay. All right. Hey, you remember you said it. You remember you said that. 
Because at this point, you sending me home, I get to fuck what you have to say. I have a fuck and no fuck, no fucks. I have. I looked up, I looked it up, you know what I mean, on the shelves and everything. I couldn't find a single fuck for you. No, not one. You were sending me home. That's what I wanted. I don't care what you do to get me there. I don't give a damn. I don't care. My military career was never more important than my child. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? Never. And the moment you asked me to put it first was the moment you asked me to go and disrespect you. Because I'm a mother before anything else. I don't care if I signed a damn dotted line. I pushed a life out of my coochie. You heard what I'm saying to you? I gave life. I'm not going to let that go to parts unknown because you don't fucking understand what that feels like. Because you don't physically understand how it feels to physically part yourself from a body that you created. Hard love, that's what it means to give life. You know that that baby is going to have a hard fucking life. Especially if you gave it life as a single woman. It's going to be hard. Because they're going to see you struggle. They're going to see you cry. They're going to see you get mad. They're going to see you hate life. But you have to remember who is watching you. Remember who is watching you. I had someone, she's my, she's my mentor. Um, just a civilian, just, she's a good person and I love her to pieces and she's a mentor to me. I don't think she knows that, but she is. She's a mentor to me and she posted something the other day Never stop doing what you think is right. Because the moment you do, you may have stopped someone else's dream. It's basically what this meme said, this meme. Your path could be an inspiration to someone else. So don't ever stop doing what you're doing just because no one else thinks you're right. Because you could be someone else's inspiration and not even know it. Never stop, mom. Never stop being the queen, being that bitch. Yeah, I said it. Be that bitch. You do that because you show those children that's how a parent stands up. That's how a parent responds to a new life. That's how a parent raises a Christian child. You might not have Christ in your life just yet. You know what I mean? And you're hearing me and you're like, well, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for all that. That's cool. That's fine. Remember what I told you before. I've told you before many, 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 many episodes. He doesn't need you to believe in him for him, for him to still be there. Okay. He's still there regardless of whether or not you believe he is there. Okay. And whether or not you believe you're worthy. Cause I went through that too, boo. I went through that as well. I still feel unworthy. We should all feel unworthy because we are completely unworthy of the sacrifice that man gave us. But the life that he gave you is because he gave it freely. He gave it to you because he believes that you do deserve it. And he does not need to be swayed by your arrogance. The fact that you don't think you deserve it doesn't change the fact that he wants to give it to you. He wants you to have an abundant life. He wants you to have a good, fruitful, and blessed life. And just because you don't think you deserve it, okay? Hear me. Hear me now. Just because you don't think you deserve it does not mean he's going to stop giving it to you. But know that even if you don't acknowledge that he is the one giving it to you. As long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're raising those babies right. You're doing for them before you do for yourself. Yes, he sees you. Yes, he's still there. Yes, 
you are still his child. And yes, mama, you a queen. This is Prophetess LGBTQ. And this was part two of Hard Love. And I hope you guys have some things to say because I want to talk about it. I love you. Talk to you soon.